You're listening to the More Than a Worship Leader podcast. Here's your host, Gary Durbin. Welcome to the More Than a Worship Leader podcast, where we talk about worship ministry in the local church. Today is a special Christmas edition with my good friends and fellow worship leaders, Byron Burns and Jim Bossler. Uh, we are all worship leaders in different churches here in Northeast Ohio. I am super excited to have you guys on the podcast. So welcome, guys. Oh, thanks Glad for having me, here, man. man. Thanks. Yeah, this is going to be fun today. We're we're going to talk about a, a very hot topic Christmas. With, with, with worship leaders. <laughs> but before we talk about that, I want to hear from each of you just kind of a brief history of your life and ministry and where you are now. So Byron, let's let's start with you. Why don't you oh, tell wow. us tell us your brief history and how you got to where you are now? Oh man, okay, yeah. So I've uh, I've been doing worship ministry for now twenty six years, I think now, hmm. and uh, just turned fifty seven this year, mm-hmm. and uh, still pinching myself, but I'm still doing this. This is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, uh, did most of my ministry uh, times in California. Um, and, uh, but been in Ohio now for, uh, seven years now at the chapel and, and just loving it. Uh, we're entering this fun new season now and, uh, uh, where we're an independent congregation as well. We've been, uh, uh, one church with multiple locations for a while, and now we are independent. And so just jumping into that new season with a new lead pastor and, uh, but yeah, I've been doing worship ministry that long, and I've seen it uh, look a lot of different ways over the course of 26 years. So yeah. Uh, Jim, why don't you tell us, man? Well, um, so I am, uh, I, I did not go to college for this. I, uh, my theological, rigor, rigorous theological training was at Kent State University, uh, came through uh just a, a parachurch ministry there, and uh, the qualifications for the worship leader was that you could play guitar and sing at the same time, and that's what qualified me at that point. Then, um, got involved in a local church, uh, kind of, kind of made my way into the worship ranks there. Uh, was feeling a call to ministry, took the took the uh, plunge and entered into full-time ministry at uh, a local church in the area, wound up staying there for like 16 years. And it was really great, fruitful ministry. And then two years ago, uh, the Lord kind of plucked me up and dropped me in another area local church, not too far from your church, Gary. Mm -hmm. So I would say, gosh, I've been doing this probably between the college ranks and uh, from, from then to now, probably about 21 years, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a journey. I've seen, I've seen all the changes or many changes. Yeah. So. Yeah. There has been a lot of changes since we all started leading worship. I was telling somebody the other day, there was no such thing as a confidence monitor when I first started leading <laughs> yeah, worship. Right, right. It was you just memor. I just memorized the songs, the like, yeah, because I had a screen behind me which I could not see for the right. congregation. Right, right. I and so that. I remember that. And I was always against. I, I'm not a. I'm not a music stand guy. Yeah. So I don't like the music stands. Yeah. Um. So I I did take a hard stance on that 
right out the gate. So okay. that forced me to. With just either, you or the team? Team just has to do just it me. Okay, got it. Just me. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was either music stand or memorize the songs. Got it. So I chose to memorize the songs. Yeah, I'm thankful for that confidence monitor, man. Oh, no, me too. Yeah. My memory capacity now. Boy. But I mean, okay. So you're talking about technology mm-hmm. nowadays. If you program uh, Pro Presenter the right way, you the the chords are back there too. I've seen those now. In my like the way that I was the way that I was wired, I was kind of like. I was, I was, I could, I could memorize the chord progression. I would not, I would know what chords to play just by, I don't know whether it's just the feel of the song. Yeah. But man, if that confidence monitor goes out, I feel like that SNL skit when Will Ferrell's <laughs> teleprompter goes out and all of a sudden he's in his underwear. No, my question is, are, are all you guys dealing with the up, the pro presenter upgrade? that's causing your systems to shut down that has forced me now to go back to knowing songs again <laughs> forced you to go back to powerpoint no it's forcing me to like <laughs> learn the songs and know them <laughs> I, I, we don't have that we don't have that problem yet all right so, well yeah. speaking of uh lyrics and hard to sing lyrics and yes. hard to remember lyrics mm-hmm. it's christmas time Oh my so we're going to talk about you know christmas songs and worship mm-hmm. uh so uh, as we enter this time, as believers and church leaders, we know that this is a special time of year, not because of Mariah Carey or Santa Claus, but because of the incarnation of our Lord and Savior, right. Jesus Christ. But uh, not all worship leaders feel the same uh, way about, you know, this wonderful time mm-hmm. of, of the year, <laughs> about Christmas songs that we're expected and required to lead, you know. For about a month, you better you better do it the right way, even if your expectations are not established. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I've talked to you both beforehand about this podcast idea. Um, we all have a little bit of a different take on this topic of Christmas songs and worship. Yeah. So the first question I'm going to ask is: Do you look forward to doing Christmas songs in worship? Why or why not? And I'm actually going to start. Uh, because I'm I'm the villain of the three of us on this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. You do realize that, right? I am yeah, that's the, great. I, I have been called the Grinch many times. I bet you that whoever listens to this podcast, they probably will identify by most with you. Some most will. most people I run into. Most, most people worship leaders or are, just people in general. It most of the people that are in ministry probably mostly worship leaders that I'm connected to. Yeah. And they're like, I, They'd rather. this is a tough time. Yeah. Well, people who are close to me at my church know what I'm going to say right now. Okay. Because I have a very sp- specific analogy when it comes to Christmas songs. And my analogy is I view Christmas songs as Uncle Eddie from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so this well, this that, RV that's yeah, on the driveway. That, and this that, is, that in itself that explain explains yeah, yeah. why I don't look forward to this time of year <laughs> with doing analogy. Christmas songs in worship. <laughs> it's great. not because I don't want to celebrate the incarnation of our Lord. Mm-hmm. It's not, not because I don't believe in the songs that we're singing and the truth behind them. It's just that I feel like, you know, 11 months of the year, we're building this worship culture. 
and we've got all these songs that the church loves to sing and we're getting engaged and then we hit december and it's this small list of songs that i feel required to do not only by i wouldn't even say by the pastor but by Culture. culture. The, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I mean, <laughs> culture. If yeah, I yeah. if I got in front of the congregation and did not do Joy to the World or Oh Holy Night or right. you know what I mean? Like right. the standards. Uh if I didn't if I just got up one December and said, you know what? I'm so excited about worshiping with Christmas songs this year, so much that I'm gonna do brand new worship Christmas songs this right. year. I'm right. not gonna do any of the old <laughs> songs that we <laughs> It wouldn't wouldn't fly. So that that's that drives me crazy. So that said, yeah, that does uh, bother me, and I just feel like they're kind of like Uncle Eddie. They come in for a month, kind of mess with your vibe a little bit. Yeah, they mess up the house, yeah. and and then they leave, yeah. and then I gotta get things rolling again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's my uh, pessimistic view of. Christmas songs in, in worship. Love your honesty, man. That's yeah, it's good. It's good. Love stuff. your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Keep it in real. That's All right, every place. now you guys, place. you guys are the good guys place. now. Place. Uh, yeah, I I hear yours. Yeah, I, I would say so. I I land in the middle a little bit. So I dread the planning part of Christmas, right? So, uh, and when I step into a culture like chapel that's used to planning a year out, summer out, I was just like, what? Uh, I don't even want to think about a Christmas song over the summer. Um, so for me, that's probably what I dread most about it. But once I'm in it, I'm all in it. Like I, I love Christmas. I love, I love as I spent time understanding how these songs are actually really strong worship songs. Um, I'm thinking of one specifically, like "Heart the Hell Angels Sing." Like that's actually a pretty solid worship song that you could actually sing any time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the more I've learned those kinds of things about Christmas songs, I've, I've been trying to be intentional about that and our experience with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still use the same language of let's worship together. I, mm-hmm. I kind of I back away from my, hey, let's sing these carols together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tend to shift a little bit. Hey, let's mm-hmm. sing these worship songs together. That's good. As we um, uh, celebrate like the angels did or something like that. You know, the language just shifting a little bit. But. But once I'm in it is when I'm loving it. The planning and prep part is where I'm more like, oh, gosh, this is such a grind, so much work. And and to your point, like, there's so many songs to choose from. Uh, but at the same time, you're thinking about, but I got to do this one. Mm-hmm. Although I'm thinking it'd be nice to do a different one. Right, right. Um, and so, which I found it interesting yesterday because my team yesterday were asking me what, what I was planning on song-wise for Christmas. And I just laughed and went. I don't know what you got, you know, and they just started rattling off all the cool songs to do, but they were, most of them were standards and they started telling me some of their favorite artists that they listened to. So I flat out just said at that moment, send them to me. Um, And so I tend to like capitalize on Christmas in the sense of like, I'll sometimes really piggyback on some of my team members Mm. with some of my song selections to help me with that, Mm -hmm. that stress part of it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, but once once again, once I'm in it, when December hits and Thanksgiving is done, I'm you're ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. All so, right, yeah, yeah, good. So. That's good. And yeah. then to my left is the Clark to Jim Uncle the Eddie. Lover. Yeah, 
Christmas. I think he's Buddy sings, the Elf. I think he sings Christmas songs. Christmas throughout the year. He's it's my favorite. And this is an audio podcast, because so you can't see Jim's sweatshirt that he. <laughs> I knew. I knew. Yeah, I just didn't know what what kind of what kind of vibes we were gonna. I, I just wanted to come across. Yeah. That I really like Christmas. Very festive. No, here here's. Okay, I I can identify with both of you. Like, oh, man, like it's just it's just kind of in the way. I I understand those those things and the planning. Yeah, you know, you, there 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 feels like a cultural expectation, particularly in church. You kind of have to you know elevate mm-hmm. a little bit, make mm-hmm. something super special mm-hmm. at Christmas. So I can identify with that. I think my love for Christmas kind of backs out to this this idea and i think think what i get most excited about for christmas is that 11 months out of the year if you go anywhere in culture you're going to hear what culture has to offer right and mm-hmm. and you go you go into target and whatever's on the overhead is fine you go into Target in December, well, like October nowadays, because they started so early. <laughs> yeah. But you go into Target in December, and yeah, it's Celine Dion, but she is singing Long Lay the World yeah. and Sin and Error Pining <laughs> right? till he appeared and yeah. the soul felt its worth. So it's like, gosh, here's this opportunity where it's just out there. And all these words are like coming through and people know these songs, people that aren't even believers mm. know these songs and they're singing them. They sing with their, you know, if they go caroling or something, people don't really go caroling anymore, but you get the drift. Like mm-hmm. people can sing like at least the first verse of many Christmas carols just by heart because mm-hmm. they grew up listening to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love the challenge of connecting that whatever warmth that they feel the tradition of like man i love this song this is my favorite christmas carol mm-hmm. i love to connect it to hey here's what that means mm, in good. this in this time so for me i it's the challenge of linking everything that's out there in culture that's screaming Christ is born, glory to the newborn king. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's out there. People are hearing it. And so for me to 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 meet that challenge of like bringing it into somebody's heart. Yeah. I I think that's what I get most excited yeah, about. That's good. Now. <clears throat> this is where I get curmudgeony. I I love advent probably more than I like Christmas. So that in you, you guys mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. advent I know that liturgy the four months or the mm-hmm. four weeks leading up to Christmas Eve. Uh the actual like ex like having some sort of liturgy that's letting us know, hey, we're we're waiting in anticipation. And that's the thing that I'm bummed about is that like Advent's just celebrated in a different way. Now mm-hmm. it's like we're anticipating Christmas by having inflatables at Home Depot and, <laughs> and having Christmas lights up in November. Right, and right. it's an advent. Right. It's just not the same. It's just not the same advent. Yeah. And so it, what I hate about the way that culture does celebrate Christmas is that, man, as soon as December 25th is over, it's like, box it up. We're sick of it. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Where in the old days, 
you were leading up to four weeks leading up to Christmas. And then you actually sang the 12 days of Christmas. You would have two weeks of Christmas carols after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Now, can you imagine? I mean, imagine that but today. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're going to sing more. It's January 2nd. Let's <laughs> sing some more Christmas carols. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's going to be good. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I, but again, my my love for Christmas yeah. is that just the idea that man, it's out there in culture, it's swimming out there, and people people know it and they hear it. And if we if if I can help connect it, it's I, that's my favorite part mm-hmm. about Christmas. I don't remember the good like I think it's King's Kaleidoscope have a uh, it's to the tune of Old Lang Syne. Mm-hmm. I always do that mm-hmm. um, the first Sunday. Of the new year. Oh yeah, That's and cool. I've been doing That's it. Great. I've I've kind of created a little bit of a tradition now. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, and you guys, church. You guys ever done that? Yeah, uh-huh. I was actually going to tell you, but you would actually probably love it. It's really, right. it's very worshipful too. Right. The lyrics are actually more worship yeah. lyrics. Cool to that tune, and I've always used it to bridge myself back into uh, our normal what we start to do mm-hmm. with worship music. Yeah, yeah, to still tie it. So right, well. Bouncing off of that, this last Christmas, if you can think back to last Christmas. I gave you my heart. This Christmas. Yeah. Okay, sorry. You <laughs> so, said last Christmas. Last, how, <laughs> how are you supposed to pass that up, right? <laughs> That's awesome. So if you, think back, if you think back to last Christmas and you think about some of the songs that you introduced, because what we've talked about here is it's not that people want to hear new Christmas songs. It's what they want to hear the classics, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so our job as worship leaders is to bring the classics in a fresh way, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we're always, you know, this time of year, we're looking for new versions yeah, right. yeah, of right. Christmas songs for worship. So think back to last Christmas. I'd love for you guys to share maybe one or two titles of versions and mm-hmm. what art- artists they came from. I- I'll start it off by just saying I uh, a couple songs I really enjoyed last year was Phil Wickham's Christmas album, which was his Joy to the World, which mm-hmm. is super good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I also really, really loved Away in a Manger, if you heard that version of his. No, I haven't. I never thought I would ever. Yeah, it feels like such a little baby song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? And I then would, you hear the version. It out. And like, it's oh, like so like worshipful. Okay, oh, my check gosh. Out. And it really created a worshipful moment in our service so i never dreamed that i would ever be standing in front of the congregation going i cannot wait to lead away in a manger <laughs> but it happened last year yeah so, mm-hmm. you have yeah. this transformation yeah yeah, yeah yeah so um it's it's not new anymore but um uh tomlin did something with the gettys and did this, a silent night version oh okay super stripped down and simple and it and it sounded it you know it's got that it's got the overtones of like hey we're singing it the old fashioned way but it had it had some nice kind of you know a few modern vibes in it and I I like that in the middle of it they they read a portion of Isaiah nine oh, you know, the wonderful counselor mm-hmm. uh, verse <clears throat> and that I know it's old it's it's not it's been around for a while but it. It's almost like everywhere I've ever been is like we're we're doing Silent Night at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the answer, like you know, whether I like that song or not, the answer is usually yes. Yeah, yeah. 
where for most churches. But I feel like I found finally found one that's going to be kind of rich in like people are going to be able to sing it from that worship. Mm-hmm. It's you know kind of illuminated by like a worship band, mm-hmm. but there's there's some that again that connectivity of the you know for unto us a child is born mm-hmm. unto us a son is given. So I I, I, I like that version. Um, you know, anything for me, Gary, that can keep the old melody. Yeah. That's like the brilliance of songwriters. Oh, that, of course. Yeah. That can bring this like modern spin, but you're not singing a 4-4 four, four song in 3-4 or, you know, Flipping you're still way. singing yeah. it the old fashioned way. If you removed all the music, it would still sound like the Christmas carol or, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think those are the ones I look for. And yeah, some sometimes you can find them. Sometimes there's like an added chorus mm-hmm. in it, but I guess I'm a little more generic. Like I need to find ones that have that have the like it sung the old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. The church I'm at now, there are young and old, and I feel like part of my job is, you know, I I I tell this to the congregation a lot. I don't do new songs to kind of feel hip and relevant. I do new songs so that older people can know that the faith's being passed along. And I do older songs, not to appease the old people, mm-hmm. but more like I do old songs to remind younger people that this isn't, this isn't just their faith and like they didn't find it and it's just theirs and it's right. They're making it up as they go. That's you know, good. We have a, we have a long tradition of faith. So no, the priority for me is finding songs that really carry that old melody, but with mm-hmm. some new bones. It's mm-hmm. good. No, I love that. I, I, I think I'm right there with you on that. I think uh, over the years, I've found that I gravitate. I, I came to the chapel with more of like really relishing the difference of the, of, of the contemporary arrangements of carols. And, and I quite, I'll be honest with you, there are times I didn't quite really care if people thought it was weird i just thought it was cool so we're gonna do it but i think uh but over time i've come to embrace more of finding the arrangements that are still singable bringing freshness to it uh i found it interesting like yesterday when my team was mentioning one of them talked about how uh i'm a huge fan of chris tomlin when it comes to chris i think he does a fantastic job of doing that uh, and so I have tended to gravitate to a lot of his his Christmas music, mm-hmm. um, but but odd enough to your point of finding the new stuff, I was saying to my team, okay, I'm always doing Chris Tomlin. I, I'd love to find some different arrangements, and uh, but one of them it was so funny. They said, but here's the thing, Byron, we got to do his Joy to the World because I I just think that's the best ever. <laughs> and when he said, that, I went. I think that's one of my favorite ones too. Mm-hmm. So I loved in the conversation I was starting to discover that this year maybe we could do some favorites from our team that resonate probably from our congregation. Mm, that's good. Uh, I'm kind of going that route this year um, and uh, trying to find some really good arrangements that still uh, are singable and feel like they're still Christmas songs. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, I did I did Maverick City's version of Silent Night last yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't sit. Did no, it didn't. No, what do you I mean? It did for me. Like yeah. I was like, well, all right. Your soul, but right? for our yeah. congregation, I mm-hmm. noticed it wasn't very singable. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh 
Um, and so I noticed our congregation weren't like vibing. They weren't singing with us. Yeah, but I think that and for, version. And, and, for, and for the purpose of like coming out of a candle lighting yeah. and all of that, yeah. I just didn't feel like. So, so I, um, so, so I have consciously made this decision. I probably won't try that again. But, but I'm I'm listening to hearing you talk about the one you're talking about. I'd love to check that out because I didn't want to just do a traditional version of Silent Night, though I'd love to do something that sounds that way. It's on the same, the same album, album as yeah. uh, Lauren Daigle doing the okay. Noel. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. It's that album. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's on that one. It's really good. Man. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah. so one more because I I just got on Spotify because I was like sure. I gotta figure out which yeah. one. Um, so this isn't a traditional carol. Uh, but this song by Christy Knuckles called okay. "Wrap This One Up." Have you ever? heard I think it? I've heard that title. Yeah. 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 So it's about um, it's about the Passover lamb, like when a lamb was born and it was you know taken away off the manger floor and they're mm-hmm. linking the Passover lamb to the birth of Jesus. I, I got to tell this story, and if if this this lady's listening, she's going to be mortified. But we have scripture readers at our church. Mm-hmm. And so um, my first year, so this wasn't last year, this was the year before, um, she was scheduled to read the passage about the shepherds and the, you know, mm-hmm. the Linus, the one that Linus reads. Okay. There were shepherds. Oh, that one. Okay. okay. So that was her verse to read. We played this song right before that reading. And she couldn't compose herself. Oh, like, wow. And that, it actually, like, you know, I was being new at that church. I, I felt like, am I doing the right thing here? And mm. uh, doing, you know, asking a lot of questions of like, did I make the right decision or whatever? And actually her going up there and losing it, reading scripture, like she couldn't finish. Like emotionally, somebody had to like come emotionally up she and got, actually yeah. read the rest of the passage because mm. she was like, oh, wow. she was like, she was weeping. Mm. And so, um, it was just it just linked to that verse so well mm. but you know any other church like you're you might have a meeting about that on monday like, <laughs> hey you can't have people that are going to lose their composure baloney man that's what made me love this church you know? absolutely oh, yeah absolutely that's great though. well one thing too about byron is his daughter works for me right. at my church. So right. I hired Anya, his daughter. She's straight out of college yeah. and just an awesome, yeah. awesome member of our team mm-hmm. and worship leader. So gifted. And I hired her last year in the fall before Christmas. And I quickly learned that Anya loves Christmas. Like mm-hmm. she's like the opposite of me. Oh, like yeah. can't wait. For Christmas. Oh, Sounds no. to me like you have a perfect hand of the keys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's yeah. Great. So to the point where I, I remember I went uh, out of town for Thanksgiving last year and came back and my entire office was Christmas wrapped. <laughs> Yeah, she, so she got that from her. Her, her goal was yeah. to put me in the Christmas spirit. Oh, she yeah. said, "Did it work?" Uh, no, but <laughs> she tried. I, I actually, I actually had her tear it, tear it down tear after it Christmas. Down. But it, but I kept it up because you know it was, was it was great. cool. Was but yeah, this year uh, I went to her. I was like, "You love Christmas so much, Anya. Right. I'm going to task you to go find some Christmas songs." Oh, so yeah, she's so she's on fun. that. She's done a great great job. I'm yeah, excited awesome. about the songs that she's she's found so yeah i 
I'm compelled by what you guys have said. Uh, I, it almost changes my mind when it comes to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I it's, in all seriousness, as I have uh, grown and aged as a worship leader, I have matured in this area because when it gets into the Christmas season, yes, I want to help people uh, worship our Lord through this time. So the last question I want to ask is, what have you learned as a worship leader to help your church worship with these Christmas songs? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think well, I, I like I, what you yeah, said. Yeah, I think I yeah, I think I mentioned that earlier. I yeah. think I think uh you know, shifting the language like uh helping people understand that we're still worshiping. Like these are still worship songs. Uh they're still vertical. Uh uh they're still we're still singing. I I love how you put it in the context of Advent and and, and I mean, it's 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 the anticipation. And I think when you uh, like we're doing that this year, actually, we're going with the the Advent uh, titles for each week and doing, and I'm excited about that. So I get to plan the service that way. Yeah, yeah. To where we'll create this anticipation up till uh, Christmas Eve, um, and so I think we just have this great. I think the way songs are being written now is giving us great opportunity to still keep worship in Christmas. Um, and uh and really leading to people the people to understand that we are still doing that uh we just now have this uh i'm gonna probably steal that too from you uh jim about uh we have this opportunity to be singing common songs that are being sung around the world Mm. in this one block of time and so this is also a great time for us to teach some things yeah um so um so i i see it that way i think it's a I think it's an excellent uh, opportunity for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an excellent gospel opportunity for, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I think just the I, I know that you know there's always the meme about like the worship leader talks too much or whatever. <laughs> but I think I think there's something to be said to if you can you can make that connection, uh, to connect those Christmas carols or worship songs mm-hmm. to why you would want to sing them anyway. Mm. I mean, if you think about singing, it used to be like a common thing that everybody did, like, but people don't do it anymore, but they'll still sing the Christmas carols. And so I feel like, again, the all the whys behind and, and Christians sing mm-hmm. common, you know, as they as they go and, and meet with the meet with the local church. But <clears throat> I think just just making the connection. We're not just singing, you know, our old angels singing, you know. It's it there's there's a verse that it's like it's the it was the most incredible thing, you know, that, that like all of these things are monumental. And and we can just we could probably just glaze over all of these songs mm-hmm. and and yeah, just kind of do the you know check in with our yearly version of Hark the Herald, mm-hmm. whichever cool one we find or, you know, what, mm-hmm. like, but, but what, yeah, what does it mean? What does it mean? It, and again, I don't want to tangent, but how many people go up to you on Hail the Son of Righteousness, verse three of Hark the Herald, Hail the Son of Righteousness. It's the S-U-N son. Mm-hmm. of righteousness mm-hmm. like if you look in malachi mm-hmm. it's the s-u-n son mm-hmm. and someone would come up to me he's like you're 
slide guy made a typo. I'm like, hey, teaching moment. Hey, guess what? Right. Get your Bible out. Let's right. look at Malachi together. Absolutely. That's, that's actually really, really good. That's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. yeah, I think when you think about Christmas songs, we are talking about old Christmas songs. We're not talking about new Christmas songs, even mm-hmm. though they do exist. Mm-hmm. But what our congregation is looking for is us to bring these old classics, these Christmas songs that they sing mm-hmm. every year, right? Right. And and what we're talking about is hymns, you know, that in a, a traditional sense. You mm-hmm. know, if you're mm-hmm. open a hymn book, it's the same era of songs, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I approach it like that as well. Like we at our church, we just did, um, I did an arrangement of the old hymn, The Love of God, and we just did that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And awesome. it's when I approach a hymn, I have to have the mindset of I need to look at the lyrics and see if I need to help them through this. Yeah. If I need to talk to them, talk mm-hmm. to them about what this means. Yeah. And so just even going into a, a verse just to remind them, hey, think about these words. Because it's it's not as easy to grasp because it's older language and all yeah. those things. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I think with Christmas songs, just not forgetting to shepherd through it and also to share scripture, to tie it in, just like you would lead any other worship yeah. song. Yeah. And that that's what I've that's good. I've learned for sure. That's good. That's good. It's it's a it's a little bit more of an easier knockdown for me because because I have some older folks in my congregation. Mm-hmm. I I I do hymns again mm-hmm. to remind younger people mm-hmm. that there's you know the faith, you know, uh it's not new. Mm-hmm. But I I have I probably have an advantage consistently of like hearkening back to a Christmas carol because you know we're singing some other hymn mm-hmm. you know throughout the other hymns throughout the weeks of the year right. but we're singing like the word Terry T A R R Y like mm-hmm. and most people are like who's Terry you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it takes it takes right. some shepherding. The Ebenezer um, come right. out found like right. Scrooge. No, right. no, yeah. It's, yeah. no, right. it's not. That's not what it is. And you you who's gotta. That, who's that angel named Harold? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah, that's good. <laughs> who's Harold? Right. Yeah, it takes some. <laughs> right. You know, you you don't want to. All all of our pastors teach long enough, so those things are just quick. Sure. Hey, Ebenezer's not. Scrooge, it's this monument. Mm-hmm. You're raising an altar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Terry's not. It's it's to wait. And, you know, if you mm-hmm. if you wait. You I know. love that. I love so, that. That's good. I, I love. That's a good word, Gary. Like mm-hmm. it just takes a little bit. You don't mm-hmm. you don't have to be eloquent with it. Just be like, hey, we're singing this song. It's got this yeah. old language in it. Mm-hmm. Here's what here's what we mean when mm-hmm. we sing it, mm-hmm. and let's sing it mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing I've learned with Christmas songs that I felt has really helped my congregation worship is medleys. So as much as I can, trying to find worship songs that we sing all year long and then tie it in. One of the things we did a couple years ago, we did King of Glory. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not the Passion version, but the other version. I can't remember the artist. Is that the third day? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. That's good. <laughs> no, it's one that goes, uh, I think C.C. Winans is the version. I oh, yeah, yeah. King of the oh, glory oh. fill this place. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, in the middle of that, I got rid of the bridge and did um, glow. Yeah. Okay. It, just, right. it just works. Yeah. Right. So 
And it's also me being uh, the villain of this going, okay, that's, that's my Christmas song. Yeah. For this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to mention that. I mean, I, I try to do that too. I think yeah. it's a great opportunity to weave, uh, you know, worship songs that we normally do with Christmas mm-hmm. songs that work, that fit well. Oh yeah. yeah. When they work. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So fun. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's not, it's not like, yeah. it's not like that planning drudgery. Right. Like, oh man, what if we mash this together? Oh yeah. And our our your your teams, my teams love that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let's try something. Mm-hmm. You know, let's oh, do yeah. it. And also yeah. like looking at common worship songs that aren't categorized as Christmas, but have the Christmas message in them. Here I am to worship is probably one of the classics. You mm-hmm. know, that's mm-hmm. like that's that's got light of the world. Mm-hmm. And the other one would be All Hail King Jesus, which is Jeremy yeah. Riddle. That's mm-hmm. a great song. Yeah, it is a great Christmas song. time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having us, man. Talking this about great. this hot topic of Christmas songs in worship. I will most definitely love to have you guys back on. We'll talk about some other hot topics. Get the three of us on here. This, yeah. was, this was a blast. Let's yeah. do it. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I hope people listening to this are inspired uh especially you worship leaders to look at this time of year as an opportunity to still lead worship even though it's just a crop of songs that only come come around once a year Mm -hmm. Uh, utilize this time to lead your congregation well to love love the lord through singing so thanks for listening thanks for listening to this episode Please add this to your podcast list, review it, and share it with others. And don't forget about Gary's books, More Than a Worship Leader and More Than a Band, available on Amazon today. Uh